And I think that's what's been really great, the new coming of self, but also realizing like, I have so much to give this game and it's not just me like kicking this ball around. It's literally like the connection with teammates. It's now sharing my baby with others. It's like doing things that I feel like just fills my day other than just like me going out and training. I know, I've, I have a hard out and I'm babbling on about The Greatest Showman. Hi everybody and welcome to Snacks. I'm Sam Ewis. And I'm Lynn Williams. And this is a show about women's soccer, but it's also about The Greatest Show. We were just babbling about The Greatest Showman, so. Freaking love that movie. Our One of our producers, Patrick, who has not shown us very many insights into who he is as a person, revealed himself to come in and talk about P.T. Barnum and The Greatest Showman, so we're just feeling the the love here on Snacks. That is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, gonna... if anybody's like, oh, you know Patrick Godino, I'm going to say, yeah, he loves The Greatest Showman. Yeah, huge Greatest Showman fan. Here's what we're doing today on the podcast. Hot girl weekend of NDB cell games. Literally, it was very hot and also very chippy out there, girls. And hot in another way, Crystal Dunn joins us and we play a fun game with her called Senior Superlatives. And it was very goofy, girls. I don't know what that meant by hot in another way, Crystal Dunn, but I liked Crystal's it. Crystal's a hot commodity. Scoring yeah. goals, running around in the heat. But before that, let's talk about Vanderbump Rules. I think we were just off air again last time we recorded talking about Vanderpump Rules and Jay was like, I think we need to like put this on the episode. I don't know if the soccer world and the Vanderpump Rules world are cross watchers. I think it's safe to say they are. I think in most social circles right now, if you bring up this situation, people like want are ready and prepared to talk about it. Well, did you watch it? The whole reunion? I watched the last episode of the season. That's the only episode of Vanderpump Rules I've ever watched. I watched it with guess who? Christy and Lynn. And did you watch the reunion? No, I did not watch the reunion. Damn. But I need to. But I've listened to podcasts with mm -hmm. Ariana since. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm in it. I went to New York a few weeks ago when Lynn got engaged to like give her a hug. And I visited her and my sister for like an afternoon. And like, we were talking and trying to catch up and the finale was on and I like didn't want to talk to them anymore because I was like so into the show. And I was literally in Lynn's presence for like two, three hours total. I know, but I didn't want to talk either because I needed to know what was going to happen. I, I needed to know. What a crazy cast. It's pretty wild. The only thing I'm going to say about it because I feel like everybody said a lot of things is, well, one, don't do that to people. That's crazy and mean. So don't do that. Um, but Ariana has really... Uh, flipped it around and she did this whole ad with uh Duracell I think where she's like I'm gonna buy my own batteries I don't know if you know what I'm talking about because Tom Sandoval at one point was like their connection's not there anymore she doesn't do anything like I have to go buy the batteries and make sure there's pens in the drawer and all this stuff and everybody's like what are you talking about yeah I mean I'd understand <laughs> if he was like dishes and trash and like normal household chores but like what the are you sorry why are you so upset about batteries you weirdo exactly so she went like and partnered with them and was like i buy my own batteries now and was so i think that's like a perfect way to get back and be like i don't know what you're talking about but I'm but here gonna... i am making money off of it exactly <laughs> but also like just don't don't hurt people like that that is crazy yeah that was that was nuts i was listening to the call her daddy episode with ariana on it mm-hmm and she was saying how, like, she had heard rumors about it before, but it was always on screen. And so she was, like, 
there is this understanding in our life that we like have to do stuff for the show. Like mm. if somebody hears a rumor, they're going to tell me on camera because that's our job to like make events and stuff happen for the show. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I always thought that if it was real, somebody would come to me off camera and tell me. Mm. And I thought that that was really interesting. It must be so difficult to like yeah. live your life in that half camera world. That's kind of real. And like definitely has real world consequences, but then also be like, if it was really real, they would tell me separately. That's interesting. Yeah. That, and also I just think like she said, like Tom was her person for, I don't know, 10 years, 12 years. So when he's like, no, we're not doing anything. You just usually believe them because you're like, why would you lie to me? Oh, it hurts my heart. That hurts my heart a lot, a lot. I think we need to move on back and get back in our lane and talk about the NWSL. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We got way sidetracked. Hey dogs. Hey dogs, calm down or show your face. One of the two. Oh, Auntie Catherine. Get in or get out. Auntie Catherine got the spray bottle out, so they'll be coming down now. Oh no. Okay, so let's talk let's talk about the red stars. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of not I did not have a transition, so I'm glad you saved me. Let's talk about the red stars lucky pinecone. The red stars had been winning, and apparently it was due to a lucky pinecone. Jenna Bike found <laughs> a, pine a lucky pinecone. Well, and their <laughs> skills and talents, obviously, but they were they themselves were hyping up the pinecone. Yeah. Right? Yes. Jenna Bike found a pinecone. They were passing it around. They were keeping it on the bench. It was a big team morale thing, which I know a little bit about. We've had some lucky mascots in my day. Yeah, but I think the thing was they didn't know if it was a large pinecone or a normal size pinecone. Like that was the I'm team gonna debate. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it was big. But it probably depends where you're from. Well, exactly. I think if you're from like California, Northern California, it was a normal size pine cone. Everything's bigger in California. That's the saying. That's what they always say. That's what they always say. (laughs) But unfortunately for Chicago, they suffered a tough loss to the cards this week. We will get to that. Have you ever had a lucky item, Lynn? Yes. I feel like one time in college every day on game day, I was finding pennies on the ground. And so I was like, oh, my lucky penny. Every day I find a penny. And now it's my lucky penny. My high school teammates and I would occasionally borrow lawn ornaments from our neighbors and friends. Borrow? Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) we adopted this lawn gnome squirrel and we named it Nutty. And we brought it on the bus with us to all of our away playoff games. And the big memory is, I hope somebody's listening to this that knows what I'm talking about because this, I hope, will just make them so happy. Our coach, we left Nutty behind after we won this big playoff game. Oh, no. And our coach, like, we were, like, on the road far away from the field. He got off the bus and ran back to get Nutty. And then he ran back to the bus and we were waiting for him for, like, 15 minutes. That's incredible. And it was incredible. Did Nutty's owners know that you were borrowing Nutty from there? Unclear. Sacred lawn? Unclear. Well, thank you, um, selfless lawn gnome owner for... It was a donation to the team. For donating to the team. To the cause. Yeah, exactly. I think all... If you live in Whitman Hanson, you know. You've got to do whatever it takes. Okay, another crazy thing that isn't uh, stealing um, is all the smoke... (laughs) Petty theft. (laughs) All the smoke that was in the... um, the New York East Coast area from Canada, the wildfires. Yes, that was crazy. How was your experience, Lynn? 
Well, our game got canceled versus the Pride or Challenge Cup game, which was on what the Wednesday because it was so smoky outside and red and like you could smell the smoke inside. So it was just a little unsafe for us to be running around out there. So I'm really happy that the NWCL postponed that game to a later date. But it just reminded me of when um, I was in Australia for 2019, the end of 2019, and they were having their mm-hmm. huge wildfires. And it was like that for like a month, like just smoky grossness. The sky looked red. The The sun was like a weird color all the time. And it's just like, you don't even want to go outside. It was like an eerie feeling. There was nobody outside. And you're like, this is the apocalypse. This is the end. Yeah, that's crazy. I think it's like a, just another reminder about climate change and how these severe weather and national how these severe (laughs) weather patterns are affecting the world it's crazy yeah I think I read somewhere that was like because people always like well it what are you talking about like a how is a fire related to climate change and it's just like well there's like there's no water so then all the brush like the brush gets dry and then it just more wind picks up and it bushes so don't go out there smoking exactly. and stuff. You know? Exactly. Science, I think science. we nailed that. I think, like, <laughs> anybody else needs us to come and speak to this issue. We are clearly equipped with our vocabularies and our understandings. But we are very aware of climate change. We would like to help. We are spreading that message. But we can't really talk in- intellectually about it much further than that. <laughs> All I know is don't go outside and, like, smoke and then just throw a cigarette or, like, be careless when you're camping. Like, don't do those things because fires They're are dangerous. running rampant. They're dangerous. So let's yes. be careful. And let's be careful. careful. We did our part with that. We did have two Challenge Cup games last week, even though the Gotham Pride game got postponed to August. Uh, mm-hmm. Racing versus Dash and Red Stars and their Pinecone versus The Current. Those will all have happened by the time you hear this. So hopefully you watched them and they were great. Yeah, but we're going to focus on this last weekend's games and talk to you about those. Yes, Lynn, you tied one-to-one. It was a spicy, spicy game. First of all, I just want to let everybody know how hot it was. It was 98 degrees, and I think it was 90% humidity. So it was really, really hot, and there wasn't a cloud in sight. Houston is a hot area. I know. I just feel like in the east. Where? What is this area The northeast. The northeast. Yes. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. In the eastern areas of the world. Um, in the Northeast, I just feel like the weather has been like hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. So I haven't been able to really like acclimate to any summer heat. So going there was a shock. It was a shock to the system, but the game was chippy. Yeah. The game was really chippy to watch a few times. I kind of cringed expected maybe harsher calls than there were. There were four yellow cards, which I guess is a lot, but no, they should have been different colored cards. Yeah. It was pretty wild. But you scored on a PK that Christy drew. Drew. Freaking go my best friends. Thank goodness because I missed the goal before. It just doinked off the post and then Christy saved saved the day. So I had another chance at it. Well, yeah, you both saved the day. And then VAR saved the day. I'm not going to on VAR because we have been on the right side of that a lot of times this year. But that game was crazy about how many times we had to go to VAR. Like, I think the game was like 110 minutes long, 120, like close to 120 minutes. I playing was like, when is this going to end? Anything else to report on the game? 
No, I think it's just wild. Like I, I get not to put on refs either, but I get that we want to like, I know you don't want to give any reds, but at some point, like when are like tackles, not just sportsmanship and they're reckless. And like some of the, the tackles, I was like, if that person didn't jump or get out of the way, that would have been a career ending tackle, which is crazy. But that wasn't just like one tackle in the game. It was like multiple tackles on both sides. Did it feel like, was the energy heightened or was it the heat? Like what, why was it so like aggressively physical? I just think that when, well, one, it was like really hot. So sometimes so when you're I think exhausted like, like that, sometimes you're like a step behind and you have to like do mm -hmm. a last ditch thing. Exactly. So I think that's part of it. I also think when in the first half, you don't card somebody for something that's like a crazy tackle, then then it just you, you set get the moment. tone yeah you set the tone so then the second half people are like we can tackle harder and yeah. then you're trying to fight for a point so things at the end of the game are going to get even crazier so i just think that you don't want to have to change make a game changing call but you do, do need to like re uh whoa <laughs> you, you need to um protect the players i know i i agree i think it is hard to make a game changing call early but that's what early yellows do is they like set a tone that's like hey that's not going to be tolerated in this game. And then it kind of sets everybody up to be like, we know where the line is, but if you let it slide several times, which is maybe what happened, the line is who knows how far you can go. Yeah. Like, I don't think we need a million yellows in the first half and like not allowed to touch each other at the end of the day it is a physical sport, but totally. I think there is a difference between like, okay, this is a hard tackle. This is a fair hard tackle. And this is just a wild hard tackle. And I do think like not just setting the tone, but also you're going to make it easier for yourself as a ref because yeah. you're not going to have so many like question marks of, uh, I don't know, as you get later on into the, into the second half, you're just like, nope, this is, this is how I'm repping this game. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Well, moving on the pride beat the thorns three to one. It started off. Sophia Smith scores in the 20th minute from a nice little cutback slot home goal. And then Adriana scores a great goal in a set piece. Yeah, it was nasty. It was a it was a great goal. Got it up and over the wall and back down. And then her second goal was also sick. Bright scores the third. Four yellow cards in that game as well. But Orlando going off against Portland. Love it. I didn't watch this game because it was going on at the same time as my game. And I think by the time that we got in the locker room and everybody's like, what's the score? That game was over and they started 30 minutes behind us. Not to go back to my game, but that's how long our game was. <laughs> But it um, was long. I kept trying yeah. to go to sleep and I was like, I, there's still seven, 12 minutes of stoppage time. Like what's happening? I was also trying to go to sleep. I was like, yeah. I'm going to take a little field nap because I'm exhausted. The rain beat the current two to one. There was a penalty call for a handball and Sofia Huerta converted the penalty and then Kansas City equalized. But, but did you, did you watch that too? Like I yeah. thought it was a very harsh penalty call. Yeah, I do too. I think the ball, like the ball was kind of like, just bouncing all around and she like she kind of blocked it with well, her arm. I think arm. it hit her it hit her chest and then from her chest it went to her arm. Oh, it did? Yeah. Yeah, that's harsh. And then another, I mean not harsh, but another like hit against Kansas City. They equalize on, off a corner but gets get called offside on the initial pass or whatever. So mm -hmm. Vieira calls back that goal. Then hit hit him a Scores off a very nice cross from Huerta, scores a second for the rain, and then Kansas City scores in stoppage time, but it just isn't enough. So Kansas City lost 2-1. to one. Okay, I have another question um, about soccer rules that I... Oh, good. I feel like I 
learn a new rule every year when my cat, I've been playing this game for how long? Why don't I know this rule? But so, so converts the penalty. Great, uh, great, great PK, but she, she puts the ball down, the whistle is blown. And then she goes back and touches the ball again with her hands and then stands and says, I forgot that he blew the whistle. So that's why it took so long. But like, at what point when the whistle's blown, are you, can you touch the ball again with your hands? Did the ball blow in the wind? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Like the ball was down. She was like, wait, it was, she was standing there waiting. And so he blew the whistle and then she walked up to the ball, touched it and then went back again. And then did he blow it again? No. So that's why she was waiting for so long. Cause she was like, oh, I forgot he blew the whistle. But I was like, is that a handball? Like, what is the rule? I was well, not a hand. It wouldn't be a handball, but it would be a weird call about her interfering with a set ball with the forward motion, backing up, going again. Like, I don't, I have no clue. I know. And I'm like, so then should the ref blow the whistle again? Like I'm, I, I have love literally to- no idea. Nobody's talking about this online either. And I'm like shocked. I'm like, what am I dumb in this situation? And everybody knows this rule and I just don't like, I need to know what's happening. I would love to know. So somebody um, in the snacks world, please tell me the rules on that. So I know for the future. So then we talked about this slightly before, but North Carolina beat Chicago five zero tough day for the red stars. But Caroline had a hat trick. Yeah. She's now leading the golden boot race boo to her just kidding <laughs> north carolina just got up took the lead and then just started playing with a lot of confidence they were just playing freely it just kind of fell apart for chicago and sometimes the game just gets away from you um goals also from guile it's so cool to see denise uh scoring i feel like she's scored more this year than and i think it's two goals than the whole time playing with her in north carolina go off go off and there's two off, yellow denise. cards in that game um, so lots of yellow cards. Yep. And then Spirit, Angel City, Spirit 1-2-1. to one. Hatch and Sanchez both score for the Spirit off. One was like a loop and then a loopy header. And then the other one was like another loopy header. Angel City scratched one back at the end uh, with a great goal from Vignola. But it ended 2-1. to one. Zero yellows in this game. Fair play award. And then Racing Wave was another four yellow card match. Let's Let's look at the stats on this. Is this above average? Was this abo- an above average week? I have no idea. Is it summer fever? Ooh, it was just a hot front in the U.S. and everybody was like, sizz- their blood was sizzling. Maybe. But overall, a uh, a hot week for the NWSL. Uh, and we have Crystal Dunn coming on, a hot episode, if you will. Uh, we want to get to that, but before we do, it's time for a new segment. It's the delivery of the week brought to you by Grubhub. Beginning this week, we are very excited to bring you the delivery of the week brought to you by Grubhub. Grub hug. Grub hug. Hug delivery. <laughs> Grub hub. They, they do it all. They deliver they food. They do it all. They give, they give you hugs. And they deliver your food, most importantly. This week, the delivery of the week comes to you from Kaylee Kurtz. She freaking played this straight ball, which straight balls without an angle are like really hard to play, but she, it was this like good pace kind of clipped mm-hmm. ball over the midfield line, over the back line, right into Caroline. Caroline then takes it, dribbles, goes past the goalkeeper, ends up scoring. But the delivery from KK to just have the vision, the timing, the right pace, the right texture on the ball, clip that right into Caroline delivery of the week. It was a perfect delivery. Good job, KK. And you can get a perfect delivery as well by using Grubhub for your next meal. 
Get $5 off your own delivery of the week with Grubhub. Use code SNACKS on your next order of $15 or more and satisfy every craving with delicious food delivered from Grubhub. Here we are. We have our guest. She is a FIFA Women's World Cup champion, an Olympic bronze medalist, a three-time NWSL champion, 2018-2019. Those were with us. With us. And 2022. NWSL MVP and Golden Boot winner, CONCACAF Player of the Year, two times NWSL Best 11, five times She Believes Cup champion, and the very first inductee to the Snacks Hall of Fame. It's Crystal Dunn. Do you want to hear what you were inducted into the Snacks Hall of Fame as? Well, you were the very first person we inducted, and your snack, your snack was a potato. You are a potato. <laughs> you know, pissed. it's funny that I'm a potato because that's what I call my son, and you know the man looks like a little potato. He at literally time, looks so... like a potato. Yeah, it was meant yeah. to be. But I said, Crystal, Crystal, I said the reason why you are a potato is because you're so versatile. First of all, potato is my favorite food. It's my favorite food. I can't live without it. You could be a chip. You could be a fry. You could be a gnocchi. Mashed potato. You could or be a mashed potato. Yeah, mash. yeah. You could be a pasta. Like the possibilities are endless. You can play all over the field. You're very cool, delicious, best snack. We literally were like, she is a potato. Like, it you has to be her. You and you have, have a potato son. Me. Yeah. <laughs> we sold her. I knew we'd get her. I knew yeah, she'd you come sold me. At first, when you said potato, I was like, you know. this. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, when but I, I said it first, too. When I said it first, too, Sam was like, what? Yeah, I was like, that's not, like, it's not, like, exciting enough. But then once Doesn't Lynn explained it, I was like, oh, I, like, totally get this now. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. So congratulations. Thanks, guys. You're great saleswomen because I feel really great about this. I didn't know where this was going to go, but here we are. Yeah, now, we're just going to talk about potatoes for 30 to 45 minutes. Anyway, we're going to start off with our first question. Be honest with us. Do yes. you like Do you like your Ed Hardy jerseys? Oh, <laughs> it took us all of two seconds before we got right into this. Jump um, right in. Just... Yeah, guys, they're wild, man. They're wild. They're wild. They're wild. I feel like before we saw them like in on a piece of paper it was like boom really in your face and then when you put them on actually now it's even more in your face you know you would hope that seeing them in person and wearing it maybe it's toned down a bit more and it's not it's like on a trillion even more it's ed hardy at its core like we revived ed hardy in the year of 2023 so um yeah they're wild and crazy uh some Trans people always come it. back i don't know if this is a trend i've like, been standing back, i've been standing it's by okay now. I've been going, I haven't seen anything like this. You guys always get jerseys that are like a little bit different. Cause you're like yeah. in Portland where Nike is. I think they're kind of cool. And while I mean, I will say it's a conversation a starter. Yeah. It's a conversation starter. I will say it's very different. And I don't know if that's always amazing and great, but I do think that that's like where we're at. We're very different. Yeah. <laughs> we're also talking about these jerseys, like literally every episode of snacks and neither of us is on Portland. So like, it's Stop a conversation it. starter. This has been a hot topic. Yeah. You, we've been talking about it. It's in the <laughs> it's in the media. It's in the audio sphere. Did you just make that term up, Sam? <laughs> yeah. Audio did, but it's out here. Where Sounds in the audio right. sphere? I, I don't mind them. I think they're kind of cool. Lynn, I don't think, is crazy about them. I, I'm not crazy about them, but I do think that you guys are trying to do something. Like, it's better than just having a white and 
red or white and black or white. I just that's where I met too. It was like, it was so different that I was like, wow, at least we're going to be so different. Like people are going to like yeah. know who we are on the field before like they could even see Portland, you know? So I think that's, that's great. Our re- white jerseys last year were just plain. Like you really could have bought this at Dick's Sporting Goods and slapped Portland in the like small part of it. So it was kind of just basic, I would say, but you know, I know here I we want, are. I want the NWSL to get to the point of like the EPL and the Super League where like yeah. you'll see a Chelsea jersey and you'll be like, oh, that's Chelsea. Yes. Yes. I or really like a Liverpool so or like stuff like that. Like I want to see a Portland jersey. I want to see a Gotham jersey and be like, oh, Do that's Gotham. you want to see a little bat on your jersey? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I love that. I very excited. You could have like little vamp. Okay. We, let's, let's move on from the jerseys. That was just an icebreaker. Um, a second icebreaker. How was Marcel's first birthday party? So the theme was under the sea or it's like one wonder the sea. Um, it was so great. It was literally so cute. He, there was a great, uh, just show up appearance from everybody. I was like, I was not expecting this. Um, it was really packed in my backyard. Um, he was pretty much the only baby at his own party. So that yeah, was it's pretty... not for him. It's not for it's him. Not for it's him. for all of us who kept him alive. <laughs> exactly. I need people to realize that one-year-old birthday parties are just a celebration for parents and all those involved in keeping the baby alive for that first year. So it was great. It was really great. Oh, amazing. What did he get any presents? Oh, we got a lot. I mean, he got a lot of... Uh, duplicates of presents i will say oh. that is something that i think moving forward i'll probably maybe try to set up a little registry for birthdays but i didn't even know that oh. i needed that he got about three slides um eight bikes um, oh wow oh, wow big <laughs> presents of, yeah big presents um but yeah he had the time of his life i don't think he knew it was his birthday obviously but he was just like bopping around and just moving from one person to another and like for me, I was like, it's great. Everybody walk this child. I'm going to go over there. And he's walking. He's walking. Like, you know, he was close last camp. Like, he was he like. He was so close. He was close. And then all of a sudden, he now he's running. So he's not even really just walking. I, I was like, there's running. no way this kid is going to be able to walk because his feet are so small and his belly is so big. But he figured it out. Does Does walking and running change everything for you? Like, now you're like, oh, my God, where is he? I mean, there's pros and cons. I would say, like, when a baby's crawling, that doesn't make you feel that comforting because the, they're like on the floor they that, mm. i don't know if someone doesn't see them you can kind of like mm. i don't know it just it, it's a little unsettling when a baby's just crawling all over the place but now that he's like walking it's like i had the same problem that i had before now it's yeah. just that i can see him from afar and also he's a little bit more independent so it's actually a pretty good stage but mm. at restaurants it's pretty terrible because he knows he can like get up and move and so like he's sitting there mm. in his high chair and he's like mm, yeah mm, get me out of here so it's like i don't um, want to be trapped yeah, that's why trapped. He's like, I'm locked out. Let me out. So, wow. um, yeah. Okay, we're gonna get all the mom questions out of the way. I know you get questions about being a mom all the time, so we're gonna get them all out of the way right now. A couple of weeks ago, you had your first 90 minutes back. First of all, did you have 90 minutes with the U.S. team? Nope. Or I, I when that was I heard my that first stat, 90 minutes back as a no longer pregnant person, and like I know when back I heard life. that stat, I was like, whoa. It took a while. I mean, listen, everyone's journey is their journey. And like some people get there quicker than others. I I just feel like I've been back playing soccer for so long that I was like, yeah. I can't believe that was the first time playing 90 minutes. Like it was, yeah. I didn't even realize it kind of until the whistle blew. And I was like, wait, I was on that field. You guys like, didn't take me out of here? <laughs> it's like, you guys didn't. You're far too you know, long. <laughs> I need to stop. No, um, but it was, 
it was like a real big uh relief you know i feel like i was kind of like all right got one down like let's you know yeah. now use this as momentum to kind of now let's start scoring on. every game yeah let, now let's score five goals <laughs> let me let me just compete with miss Minnie over here for the golden boot which actually i'm not you know but here we are <laughs> except you are you literally yeah. are competing you're a midfielder so like enough let me have it i just listen i want you to have it you're having such a great year Lynn. i'm like oh, honestly from you. afar i'm like this go Minnie, but not when we play you okay <laughs> i know i feel that same way with everybody too i'm like yes you're doing great but like i hope you miss all the goals when you when you play each other <laughs> I hope you fall down a couple times. <laughs> oh, I miss you so much. I know. I miss you guys. My goal scoring girls. Um, Crystal, this is Lynn's favorite question to ask moms that we have on. Is there like a baby, a baby food snack that like is actually good? Like for you're like this, I'm going to like eat this too. Like it's good. Yes. Go, go squeezes, applesauce. <laughs> like honestly, those are good. For those baby. are good. They're for legit grownups. Yeah. Like I don't even know why they try to make this a baby food because it's not when it's in that pack too it's it's so easy in the pack and honestly marcel loves him so much he literally at first i was like oh you can't really you know feed yourself and now he is so good at just taking it just go, 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 squeezing it himself so he really got the whole go go and squeeze that thing buddy so yeah genius all right and then our last hard-hitting mom question who is marcel's favorite aunt oh no don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. Okay. I'm staring at you. I'm just kidding. Okay. I know. I mean, like, I feel that. I'm... Um, well, you know, my son has gone through the stages of he only wants mom or he only wants mm. somebody and like whatever. He is now kind of like moving out of that seat. Well, he still loves his mom, obviously. Um, but <laughs> hope so. I will say he obviously really likes soap because soap was around all the time and he still loves soap. She actually spent like a whole day with him the other day and I don't even call that babies anymore. I'm like, oh, you're going to go hang out with baby. Like you're hanging yeah. out. With <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously I have a soft spot for soap because she just is yeah. around all the time. But Libby, you know where she's like, <laughs> you are my go-to. Remember I knock on your door all the time at like 10 a.m. and I'm like, hello. No, don't say 10 a.m. No, okay. Crystal will text me at 8 a.m. And if I don't text back, I woke up 8.30 and knock on my door. I literally peel my eyes open. It's Crystal and Marcel. I was like, okay. I, you didn't get a response. What did they like, want? Here you are. She just wants to hang out. I, you know what, hang out? Or, or there's a last minute schedule change where like I have to go run somewhere and I'm just like, wait for me. Do you have 10 minutes to watch the baby, please? Like that would be much appreciated. And before she says no, obviously I'm standing at the door with the baby. So like you can't really yeah, deny like it. I, well, you have to. She's like, okay, well, I'm leaving. Bye. Here he is. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it though. Oh, it's that just like kind of like made me really happy, but like made me miss you guys so much that yeah. you were like, I'm just here to hang out. And I'm that just made gonna me hang out. miss you. I will say. I know, it's so fun. I will say the one thing I do love about being a mom is being able to share my son with everybody. Like I feel like that is the best part about being a mom is the idea that you want to be there for your child but it's it takes a village like i would be lying if i said like oh my god he is where he is because like all the hard work that i did i solely did this it's like no i needed support every step of the way and just like i mean lynn laughs at me but it's like her even being able to like watch him for 10 minutes while i can like just breathe for a second is like really i like don't take those moments for granted you know and i feel like it's just it's really special to like share him with everybody and for everyone to love up on him like it just it means so much like, I feel like you as a person, you don't really ask for help a lot. Do you feel like having Marcel has made you ask for help more or learn to ask for help? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like 
he just like makes my life simpler in a way that doesn't make sense because he's a baby and babies are not simple but I feel like all the things that I wasn't capable of doing before mm-hmm. like I feel like boom I'm a bomb and I'm like oh my gosh how dare I not ever ask for help like that's crazy like mm-hmm. what did I think I was doing you know like like you know this Sam you also know this it's like I I mean a lot of us in this high intense environment like we have anxiety about a lot of stuff like we have limited control over our lives like we're kind of told when to eat when we you know should be resting when we should be doing certain things and like that control sometimes really like got me anxious a lot of the times and I think weirdly enough having a, a kid you would think I would be like even more heightened anxiety like just like oh my god I need to like make sure he's like all, everything is all handled with him but I feel like I'm almost the flip-flop opposite I'm like oh yeah my child's over there running around like all right and he seems like he looks happy like, he looks happy oh, he fell down whoops Alrighty then like he's good you know so I feel like I almost pulled an exact 180 of like you know, he's a kid. He's, you know, he's pretty durable now. He reached that one year milestone. Like, yeah. he's good. He's taken care of. There's 25 aunties that are there to, like, kind of help me every step of the way. And I just feel like that has been this biggest thing that I've learned about myself is that, like, I can actually function completely fine with actually being not dangerous. Like, why don't I try that from time to time? That's really cool. I, like, feel like I wouldn't have thought that, but I can totally see what you mean that, like, it simplifies things. Whereas before we were getting anxious, like with the meeting, the, the game, this, and then you have this thing that's very grounding and like, this is really the only thing that matters. Yeah. It's all fine. As long as we're fine. Yeah, exactly. No, I you put it exactly how it is. It's like, we focus so much on the little things. I missed pass and off gaming and off yeah. touch. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like life is coming to an end. And I'm like, I have this pudgy potato boy that obviously like <laughs> needs taken care of. And like, honestly, that mispass and draining is like the last thing on my mind, you know? Yeah. And it's made me this like overall, just more complete focused person. And also like, I think even like a better player, like I'm just kind of yeah. on, like in this wave in this, this place where I'm just like, I'm not over stressing about games. I'm just like mm-hmm. going out there, putting my best foot forward and you know, whatever happens, happens. You're going to have some great games. You're going to have some off games. And like, yeah, that off game isn't, going to deter you from where you ultimately want to get at the end of this year and i think that that's the biggest thing that i've focused on this year is just honing in on that guys i'm mature now i know what's happening i'm like thrilled (laughs) to hear that i'm like pumped for you all right well then let's move on to like soccer then if if you want to get into that since you started talking about playing (laughs) okay so sam do you want to ask this i feel like i've been asking all the questions i don't want to be a, a question hog well yeah we want to talk <laughs> i guess a little bit about the national team the world cup is coming up this year mm-hmm. i feel like we talk about you on this podcast literally all the time and i'm like can you just imagine if there was like 11 crystals like to play every position like you're playing midfield for your club team you've talked about this in the media before lynn i know you actually had a little question about this too but like what are your like thoughts going into how your year is going right now, going into the world cup? Like what, what, where are you at with this whole thing? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, what separates me in a lot of ways from other players is like, I have to one embrace where I am. It's like, yeah, I'm playing in the midfield. I'm enjoying myself there. I'm scoring some goals, getting a couple assists. I'm in a good place. Uh, I do realize though, that should my name be called on this roster that I have to completely change my mindset um in you know my approach to the game you know changing positions isn't you know something that's like completely easy in the sense of you just step into the role and you're like boom I'm in this new position I think there is a a mentality piece that 
has to change. You know, I go from in the midfield being like, yeah, I chase some people down, but at the same time, it's like people are chasing me. Like I get to like kind of be in this role where I get to be creative, be a playmaker. And when I step into the national team and become an outside back, like, you know, my top priority is how do I, you know, lock and shut down the best players on the opposition team, you know? And yes, do I want to still be a, a playmaker? I want to be creative. I can still add those things to my game on the national team, but my top priority is completely different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think the balance of just understanding that, that that's where, you know, that's where my journey is going to take me eventually um, is, is number one, like embracing that that is going to be my reality. But then it's two, it's like, just simplifying the game. You know, I think I've, I've been here before for a long time where I do have to change positions, but I realized that simplifying the game always puts me in the best place to like be what I need to be for the team. You know, don't overthink. It's like at the end of the day, it's like I'm playing soccer. Like what's what's the difference? I get the ball. I pass it to my teammates. Someone scores. We celebrate. Great. Go, Lenny, go. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but it is, it's not, it's not easy. Um, It's not also something that I, love doing it all times it's like yeah i'd love yeah. to be a midfielder of course you know that's that's where i would love to be at, at all times but i understand that you know that's not my reality and that's that's okay you know i get to put my own twist on the new position that i step into and um and i just go from there do you guys think positions aside the transition from club to country is like taxing mentally i do i think that sometimes you see players and I'm going to use Crystal as an example, like Crystal is amazing in the midfield and also amazing in outside back. And so because she's amazing at both, you're like, Oh, of course she's going to seamlessly go back there and be fine. But you forget that she's a human and you, to be at that elite level, it takes practice to do it or yeah. like knowing, Reps. knowing how far like you can be away to like close down, like a closing down distance, especially defensively. Yeah. Like, I even think about like back posts, like headers, like that's a skill in oh, itself. Wow. Mm. The ball touching my head, I'm always like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, so I think the transition between club and national team, it's like the same thing. It's you are with your club and you're learning all of this and like how your club wants you to defend. And mm-hmm. even if it's in the same four three three system, it's different because like maybe Gotham is doing it different than the national team. Yeah. So it like you're you're having to switch and be like, oh, switch your brain back to remembering what you did, but you didn't do it yeah, for months at a time. Right. So you're like, whoa. I have a theory too. It's kind of going to get like a little deep and like maybe you guys don't agree, but I think like, um, I think the reality too is, you know, when you go into the national team environment, like we're all used to being, you know, starting players mm-hmm. on our club team. We're used to playing in systems that are built around our strengths, you know? And I think when we go into the national team, that's not always the case. That's not always the feeling that you're going to get. Like some of us are in different roles, whether it's positional, whether it's you're you're not a starter on the national team or whether you are a starter on the national team and you have to fit the system and it's not always easy. It's not always a system that's built around your strengths. It's not always a system that's built to elevate you or, or you know, have you shine. I think it's always a system that is going to be about what do we need in order to win a World Cup, you know? And mm-hmm. sometimes those roles are not the role that you play in club. So I think mm-hmm. that is the biggest, hard, the hardest thing that I think I've had to, one, learn at a very young age when I was stepping into the national team is understanding that you may be, you know, the star player on your team where the balls are being fed through you. You are the go-to person. But then mm-hmm. you step into the national team and, and that may not be the case. And mm-hmm. it's kind of about leaving your egos kind of at the door. Having an ego, I will say, I hate that expression too, because I'm like, oh, no, we all need an ego because if you don't have yeah. an ego, then I don't even know if I want to be teammates with you because then you're like, have no pulse. 
Um, so it's like having an ego, but like really managing it throughout the course of your career yeah. on the national team, because it's like, it, it, sometimes it's not meant for you to do the things that you were doing in club. And, you know, that's okay because the goal is you're going to be a part of something bigger than yourselves. You're going to be a part of, you know, chasing gold medals and things like that. So that's really, I think, what the biggest difference from club and country. Yeah, what I love what you said um, before Sam's question was, I would love to be in the midfield all the time, but I'm not going to be there and I can be in the outside back position and it will look different. I have to put my own flair on it, but that's fine. And I think yeah. that that's great to say, like, it's fine that I am just doing what the team needs me to do. Yeah. And I think that like for Portland, they need you in the midfield and you're an amazing midfielder. And for the national team, you'd be an amazing midfielder too. But like, I think what's great is that you've been able to switch your mind and say like, you know what? The national team needs me to be an outside back. And the, that's like a kind of like a selfless thing to do to be like, okay, I'm going to step outside of what I want and I'm going to put the team first. So I yes. think that's really cool. And you know, it's not easy to do that. Like, it's like, yeah, selfless is great. Like I want to literally be known as a selfless teammate and selfless mm -hmm. player. But at the same time, it's like, you know, to even like speak of that word, like that comes with losing a part of your identity, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think that's something that I always struggled with is, you know, being selfless is great. I, first of all, I love winning. Like the reality is it's like, I really love chasing success and chasing championships you know and i understand that one i'm just one player so it can't be just me being like yeah i want to win let's go just because i want to win we're going to win it's like being a part of a team means having individual goals you know we all want individual you know accomplishments obviously along the way but at the same time it's like well how do i get this gold medal how do i actually win a championship well okay that means i'm going to be playing a role that may not be my number one role but it's going to be a role that if i fulfill it and play it to my best ability that will get us on the podium that will actually have us be that last team stand. And it's not easy. And like, like I said, it's like, there's days where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's days where I'm like, oh, why, why, why is this happening to me? Why can't I just play the position that I want to play? And it's like, it's like this up and down ride, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that is okay to also acknowledge. Like there's days where I'm like, oh man, I thought I wanted to be the selfless player, but I really just want to be selfish. I want to be selfish, <laughs> you know? And it's like totally fine to have those conflicting ideas and thoughts too because it just means you're human and you're just working through your emotions and like that's totally fine yeah so crystal you've had 10 years since your first camp with the national team and clearly you've gone through tons of ups and downs yourself even just with this scenario that we're talking about coming into this beat like a world cup year like how is it to see younger players starting their journeys how do you feel you're role is as like a leader uh one of the senior players now like so much has changed and it, it sounds like you're just coming into like this incredible headspace so like I can't even imagine how amazing you're gonna be but like what's it like like how, where do you feel you're at in your career yeah I mean first of all acknowledging that I'm one of the older players now is pretty scary and kind of <laughs> wild and crazy um, I'm old you're old I'm, I'm old guys I'm old but it's it's really great. Um, I think something that comes with age is the capacity that you have to kind of deal with and cope with many different things. Uh, when I was young, stepping on the athlete team, it was like, all I could focus on was training. All I could focus on was like literally where I was in that moment because I was like, I could, I didn't have the headspace and the capacity to do anything outside of me playing soccer, yep. you know? And I think years go by where you're like, I want to reach out to more players. I want to help other players. I want to step outside myself and actually like take a look around me and then not get caught up in just like little small moments, but really see 
the bigger picture. And I think that's what's been really great is the 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 new coming of self, but also realizing like I have so much to give this game and it's not just me like kicking this ball around. It's yeah. literally like the connection with teammates. It's um now being a mom. It's like now sharing my baby with others. It's like doing things that I feel like just fills my day other than just like me going out and training. But like I said, that really only comes with like kind of age and just being on the team long enough to be able to be like, all right, I've been here before where I understand that like Maybe on these days of hard trainings, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more reserved and have to kind of preserve my energy and things like that. But then I want to be able to go through camp feeling like I connected with my teammates and I like, you know, really had a great time stepping out of this camp versus, oh my God, I'm so stressed. And all I cared about was whether I had a good training or not. So obviously with everybody, first of all, you were out with pregnancy for all of last year, most of last year. And then there's so many new faces. Yeah. How do you feel it's been like trying to connect and gel with the new faces coming into to the world cup because it's obviously such a short yeah. amount of time and like not just in in length of actual time but of camps as well like yeah, every time I we mean, would go into camp black would put on the be like this is how many trainings we have this is how many games we have it was, like, it was literally uh, a countdown it was just like so getting narrower and narrower like how do you feel it's been um building chemistry and like how do you build chemistry yeah i mean when i was pregnant there were so many changes like obviously when i was away from the environment and it was easier for me to stay connected to my club environment i live in portland and you know for me i was showing up to work every single day everyone was like okay are you gonna get birth on the field like what are you doing <laughs> but with the national team it was harder to be that connected you know mm -hmm. i would obviously like send some emails to the staff and some communication here and there but as far as you know, the team, I did feel pretty disconnected in 2022. Um, so when I came back, I almost felt like I had to like introduce myself. I was like, hi, I'm Crystal Dunn. Like, yeah, really nice to meet you all. Like, you know, um, so that was really hilarious. Like, we I know who you I, are. I know. I'm just laughing. <laughs> Imagine being know. like, I have a hundred something caps. I've been doing that. I've been, you never really, like, yeah. <laughs> you never know, guys. You never we know. know. But, but I really, um, I mean, for me, you guys know I'm a talker. I really just like love to banter. I love like shenanigans. I, you know, I, I feel like the easiest way to really like connect with people is just like simple, like hellos, you know, just like acknowledging someone's in your space and you're in this shared space. I think you can, you know, it doesn't have to be like this long in depth, like tell me about your life story. Like where did it all begin for you? Like that's not at all how I feel like I started connecting with players that I didn't uh, know that well. I think it was just like, you know, sitting down next to people at, you know, meals or in, you know, the meeting rooms, and just really starting to kind of gain, uh, you know, trust and like acceptance and acknowledgement of, of teammates, you know, and I think from there grew, you know, communication on the field. Everyone knows mm -hmm. like obviously where you're on the field, like that is how you get to learn people really quick. It's like when you're passing this ball or trying to like, you know, score in, you know, 5v5 games and things like that, like that's really how you get to know people on the field, obviously. But um, I would say it was it was hard. It was definitely different and a new challenge for me. I think that's when I realized like I'm getting old because now I have to really get to know these young gals and know what the latest hip things are these days. <laughs> you know, I feel like when I was pregnant, like the whole world of TikTok came into about, and I was like, what are these TikTokers doing yeah. these days? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Crystal, you would be like a huge TikToker if you were I coming in it. now. I know. I know. Oh I, yeah, you know, there's still hope for me. I mean, do you guys have TikTok? Do you do things? Oh yeah. Oh no, I don't do anything, but I fall asleep to TikTok like every You're night. You're literally it's pretty bad. scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Marley has videos of me where like the the same video will be like replaying like t 20, 30 times, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm literally dead asleep." <laughs> he's like, "What?" Oh, 
my gosh. No wonder like, why okay, this well, video has one million views. You've been, <laughs> yeah. You are the yeah, one that, million views yeah, of this that, video. That must make your algorithm like get obsessed with that thing too. Cause it thinks you're watching it like 30 times. Yeah. My algorithm is all messed up. Like sometimes it's about like cows clipping their toenails and then other times it's like freaking wedding stuff. Well now it's a lot of wedding stuff and yeah. then it will, and then it Wait. like changes all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. I just fell asleep to that video and it played well, 20 times. Speaking of wedding, I cannot wait for this wedding. Uh, it's going to be the wedding of the century. And I'm so excited. I'm just so happy for you guys. Like, oh, I feel like you. I'm engaged in you all <laughs> engagement. Engagement. You know, it's like I'm up in there, like, you know, but no, I'm, I'm just so Thank happy you. for you guys. Like, it, Thank you know, you. I knew May was going to be special. You were like, oh, Marley's going to be here. I was like, yeah, well. I, never I, feel thought, like your nails I thought he was gonna do it in back home like back in Australia but so funny what, at I, the end of this year let a whole yeah. another year go by and now he said I'm trying to be with you and now and let you know I'm trying to be with you <laughs> all the way you know <laughs> he only took his time anyway no, let's move on we don't need to talk about this again he's but just a, he's a patient man he's a patient man Crystal one last soccer question before we go play a game Who's like World Cup? Like, who, what other countries are like gonna be good? Do you have any thoughts? Or are you just like, who cares? Go USA. Well, obviously, I'm like, go USA. Like, I think we're gonna win it. Um, <laughs> She's like, man. Everyone knows, like, we have to bring it. Like, you know, like, yeah. I think mm -hmm. we're gonna win it, but it's like every game you have to show up and show out. It's like yeah. putting on the jersey does not mm -hmm. get you the gold medal. You know, I think England's gonna be great. They're gonna be a hard team. They're always a hard team. Um, I know France has a couple of injuries now. I think, to be fair, in, an, in a, any tournament format, it's like, you got to show up and show out. So I think yeah. any team that gains a bit of momentum going into the knockout rounds, like if they continue kind of just stepping on that field and really just like putting together a great tactical plan and like executing it and just like mm -hmm. that relentless effort to kind of like want to just close out the game. Like I feel like it really could in theory be anyone's world cup. Feel good about us. I think um, I'm excited for like, obviously like, a, a bit of a training camp before the world cup. Cause I feel like mm -hmm. it's always this hard balance of like, we're all competing against each other. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, we're teammates. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. I was just like kicking you yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. Uh... <laughs> I know. So I, now it's like, yeah, I think if I were like learned anything in 2019, it was like, as soon as the knockout game started, like literally any game, like it could have gone any way so many times. Like Spain, yeah. we, we won two to one and we got two PKs. And it's like, just imagine if like a slightly different, it's so crazy to just think if a slightly different thing had happened. Well, do you remember that semifinal against England? Yes. I was like, wait, we kind of got scored on. And then we also, well, thank God it was like a toenail. Thank God she didn't clip her toenail that day. Because oh, I know. He was outside. It was so and wild. Then, and then Alyssa saves a PK. France. Sam, I have to tell this story because two people have asked me, what is your favorite World Cup moment? And I have used you both times. So I didn't get to tell you this in France. Obviously you dropped quickly and Wendy scores. And I said, yeah. it's my favorite moment because in real time, I got to watch you, oh but I got to watch you like dig yourself out of a hole and be like, okay, I have to refocus my brain. So I don't go into like a spiral and we don't, and we lose this yeah. game. Like it was like, I know it's like not everybody else's favorite moment, but I was like, I got to watch her like go like this and then come back up really fast and be like, I can't let, I can't think about that right now. I have to move forward. Well, no, I but can't it, reflect on that consciously because I blacked out. It's literally also a great moment because, like, honestly, everyone knows that pieces are so incredibly important in, in World Cups. But it's like, it's not even about that moment. It's about the feeling of, like, 
Sam cared so much about set pieces and like literally was holding herself accountable. And like, that's what the greatest thing is. It's like, sometimes it's obviously not the healthiest. Like you don't want Sam going in like this downward spiral, <laughs> but it's like, it really just showed how much you care. Like that's the biggest like takeaway, you know, like yeah. mistakes happen, things happen in games and I'm like, all right. But it's like the accountability that you like always have for yourself. Like it's just like, it's just amazing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I obviously haven't been to like a world cup, but I feel like the teams that are able to get on the same page the quickest, the moment that the roster is named, you'd be yeah. like, we're not fighting anymore. We are a team. And whatever yeah. the tactics that they tell us, we're going to just 100% buy in and be a team. And seem and to be the best starting. Ones. Yeah. Yes. I, that's that's great. Like, I'd rather sit yeah. on the bench and win than, be, than pout around that I'm not starting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it goes back to what Crystal was saying of like even her different positions and saying like, yes, I want to be in the midfield, but yeah. what the team needs me to do is be – whatever like it's the same thing if you find yourself on the bench like of yeah. course I don't want to be on the bench and I don't I'm not going to settle for this but if this is what the team needs me to do right yeah. now yeah and clarity gives you purpose and direction yeah. I feel like if once a coach is telling you kind of like hey your role is going to be like we give us that energy for the last 15 20 minutes of every game mm -hmm. boom I now know I can lock in this this role of mine and I can do it to my best ability and boom get me some goals or get me some assists in that time that's allotted for me you know yeah i think that uncertainty of people like still competing for starting spots or still not knowing you know whether they're on the roster or not like that uncertainty doesn't give people like that purpose and that meaning and then i think once that is settled and people kind of know what direction they're going in i think that allows people to just really execute and like be the best that they can be well speaking of people being the best we're gonna play a superlative game but we have to take a quick break first so we'll be right back Okay, so coming up next is Senior Superlatives with Crystal Dunn, but we have another entry into the Snacks Hall of Fame brought to you by Nike. All right, folks, here we go again. It's time for another entry into the Snacks Hall of Fame brought to you by Nike, the most important Hall of Fame. Yeah, literally. This week's entrant is a two-time Women's World Cup winner. A two-time Olympic gold medalist. She held the record for the most international goals scored until she was dethroned by Abby Wambach and Christine Sinclair. She has the third most U.S. caps at 276, most U.S. assists of all time at 144. Oh. i got to catch my breath, Lynn, so you're going to have to tag in here. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's crazy. A two-time FIFA World Player of the Year, a member of the National Soccer Hall of Fame, not as cool as this Hall of Fame, but very mm -mm. cool. And the first woman to be inducted into the World Football Hall of Fame. Crazy. Today, she's getting one more notch on the old belt. Mia Hamm, welcome to the Snacks Hall of Fame brought to you by Nike. What snack do you think Mia is? This has to be, like, I know we already said iconic for three other people. But this one has to be, like, an iconic, but also, like, a goat. A goat snack. A goat snack. Should it be goat cheese? Mia, you're goat cheese. Well, yeah, I think the first <laughs> snack we come up with is usually what we go with. So I guess she's goat cheese. I like that. So we're just going to go with that. Yeah. Congratulations, that... Mia. You are officially a member of the Snacks Hall of Fame. You are goat cheese. We love you. We stand you, most importantly. Do you want to come on snacks? Is this, a, this is a formal invitation, a formal request. We'll, we'll send her this episode. Maybe just yeah, that, that. Or that just little. the clip. Just the clip. We'll send it to her. That was the Snacks Hall of Fame brought to you by Nike. Thank you, Mia Hamm, for unknowingly participating in being dubbed goat cheese snack. Welcome back to Snacks. We're with Crystal Dunn. And as one of the team leaders, one of the seniors on the team, um, if you will, we're going to do a senior su will. superlative. Oh, superlative. Gosh. 
Okay. Oh, dear. I'm ready. Oh, I any, love this. Any current or former U.S. Women's National Team can be selected. So are you ready? And don't don't dwell on these. Just spit them out first. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't read too much into it. <laughs> Best dressed. Go. Best dressed. Oh, oh, oh. No, can we change the wild, wildest dressed, I guess? Yeah, like, wildest dressed. Megan Megan, I just went to her house and saw her closet situation, and I was like, yeah. P, you got to, like, sort this out. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. she just have so many clothes? So many clothes. They're everywhere. I'm like, how do you... Like her suitcases, I'm like, you have to get, how do you find that? You have to crawl over this bed, over these clothes to even get that suitcase. Okay. Award for wildest dressed, Megan Rapinoe. Crystal, best entertainer. Ooh. Okay. Well, I need to vote myself in there. I was just going to say, I think that's you. I keep telling people soccer is my side hustle. Like, honestly, entertainment should be just what I do for a full on living, you know? So anyway, me, I vote me. Crystal. Okay. Best friends, pick two. Oh well, you guys. <laughs> we'll we set you up. You we set you up. But you set me pick up, your real ones up right there. Yeah, best friends like on the team. Yeah, ever. Yeah, any. Well, yeah, I've been really close friends with you know Ash and Creeks for a long time. Um, and I would say Pino is one of my really good friends. But I mean, I have like I have a small close circle. But I, I yeah. do. I feel like when I first saw the team, like I really looked up and connected with a lot of the veteran players. So mm, um, yeah, just now know like you know the world and my soccer world looks a little bit different now with like you know my friends kind of moving on to like new and better things, I guess. But it's like yeah, all my veteran friends. Yeah. Then I clinged on. Then I was like a leech. <laughs> well, I'm world. a leech to you too. Actually, me and my son are leeches on you. So okay, I literally knocking on my door at eight thirty. Crystal, <laughs> I gotta say, uh, okay, Crystal, best laugh, guys. That's really hard. I don't even know if I study people's laugh that much to know. The only laugh that comes to my brain is press. Press's laugh. I don't even know why I can like hear it right now. I know I can't really hear any laughter right now. I know. I know. I can't. There's nothing going on up here. There's not enough laughter happening. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, someone has to have a very distinct laugh for you to, like, be like, yo, that person's laugh noticeable. is, like, so noticeable and so crazy. Like, you guys, I mean, yeah. Google presses laugh. Is that a thing? Can you Google that? I like, mean, that's probably. Nowadays, you know, yeah, probably, man. probably for press, actually, there's probably pages and pages and videos and videos of it somewhere. Yeah. Pino also has a distinct laugh, I think, too. It's like when, a, she, go, when she goes, ha! Ah! Like she, yeah, it's yeah, like, that... literally like a, and then it's like, <laughs> is the laugh coming after or like, are we waiting for the laugh? Like, I don't know. That was a hard one. I, I don't hard know, one. know people's laughs. All right. Best personality. I mean, we all have like these weird, quirky kind of personalities. I feel like Rose. Rose is something personality is so like, I don't yeah. know. There's so many different layers to I it. Know. I'm just like, she's an it's, onion. She's mm-hmm. an onion. There's many layers. You don't smell like an onion, but she's an onion. She's like quirky, but like not a weirdo, but like also yeah. is a weirdo and just yeah. loves like, to laugh and loves to tell story. Like she's just, she, yeah, is, but she's she has cool, a great personality. She also like likes her alone time. She's yeah. like, yeah. okay, best smile. Who has a big I feel like it's going to be Sophia see. Smith, maybe. Or like Tobin. Oh. Tobin does have a, a big, nice, like a nice smile. smile. Yeah, it's like people who you're like, they're always smiling or when they smile you just like always seem to like notice them smiling you know like yeah, people yeah. with big teeth you can <laughs> people with or big curly whites like i mean who's class clown oh my gosh. Sonnet. class clown sonnet sonnet 
Yeah, Saw easy. It. Emily saw it literally easy. all over that. Easy. Okay, Te- easy teacher's pet. Sam. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Sad but true. Okay, okay. Um, honestly, I would have to say it could be Sam, but Sam, not <laughs> in the way that you're like trying to get ahead of anyone. It's like teacher pet, I'm just like, you want to make sure like you're exactly where you need to be. You're on time. You're like, that kind of person that just like yeah you're what not really trying to like you're, not, you're a dweeb you're just dweeb oh, and we love I'm you such we, a love dweeb. You for it. we love you for yeah, it yeah like i i want to say like i hope i'm not like a suck up but i yeah, am very ups. much like i have my notebook did you need the notes from page two <laughs> it's like in youth camps when um you know i don't know we were required to bring our notebook yeah. to like meetings but like mm. no one like on day two people stop bringing your notebooks but sam is still not with me. the notebook and we're just like Nope, yeah, that's you. You guys, that's like so embarrassing. Let's move on. Most likely to be late to class. Oh God, that could very well be me, dude. It's Allie Long. <laughs> it could be. It could be. One hundred percent is Allie Long. Mom, no, she's a mom Allie. Now. No, she was late before that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm also saying like I, I have massive mom brain and like it's a real thing. Like it's not just when you're like pregnant and growing the baby, but like I and guys, I was scatterbrained before, and now I'm just like really bad like i cannot remember anything i am late to a lot of things now i'm just like but now i get to be like oh it's the baby like oh the baby kept me up last mm. night oh i'm having that issue as well uh but i have no baby so what do you call that <laughs> you could just borrow mine and just be like oh yeah i'm watching i was watching, I was watching Sun, you know yeah watching exactly. the potato yeah the potato <laughs> keep me keep me preoccupied so all right yeah. we have we have one more and i already have somebody in mind it's most yes. school spirit and I think it's Heyo. Oh it's Heyo. my god! Yeah, it's Heyo. So great. That is so true. Heyo. Yes, it's Heyo. It's Heyo. It's Heyo. She's gonna be that mom too, where like the kids are like they have some school function or they have a sporting event, mm-hmm. and she's like on that side, like go, yes, go team, yeah. go. Like, yeah. Well, did she? Did you see her interviews in the seven v seven tournament? Sure did. No, what what were her her interviews? She was just she was crazy. She literally was was crazy. I think she she called out like Ryan Reynolds and was like, "You need to be here, go USA." Did it like a chest bump, like 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 dabbed up the the Wrexham guy. Yeah, I was like, I mean, of course she did. Yeah, did you freaking love that tournament? I did. Apart, okay, I did too. It was it was crazy, and like I'm kind of like into it. Like the whole target score part i was just like that's it's target crazy score. The target score time is crazy that's Dude, really some cool of the games had a goalkeeper of like two players left on the field it was yeah wild yeah. that should insane. we join well have you do you guys know about the basketball I'm tournament down. the 3v3 basketball tournament that they do it's like the same yeah yeah oh, i didn't know which that i think that's like it has it's the same like premise basically I well, well i this think one we wild. should get a team out there girls well honestly well, i'm not gonna lie like maybe in like a few years or something because like I don't know if I really want to retire and then start like chasing grown men around. Like we kind of do that like in clubs sometimes when we like don't have enough players and we have to like I don't know scrimmage boys like chasing six year old boys. I'm like ah this is annoying. Like am I like you know can I age myself out now that I'm past thirty? <laughs> but like I don't want to retire and then all of a sudden be like chasing seventeen eighteen year old boys around yeah, again. I'm be like but let's get together guys. Let's uh let's have a little you know, reunion and, and put a team together. I think maybe maybe someday we'll revisit this. Until then, it was nice to watch. Okay, thank you, Crystal, so much for this. It was amazing. Of course, guys. Okay, and then the last thing we need from you is a chomp. You know what you're doing. <sighs> yeah, you've done this is your third time, so it better be the best chomp. Do I literally just chomp? Like me? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Don't break me for a soul. Okay. <clears throat> 
Okay, thank you again, Crystal. Next week on the podcast, Allie Riley. We hear all about the football ferns and the New Zealand approach to the World Cup. I loved our interview with Allie Riley. I thought it was so awesome. So I'm really excited for everybody to hear it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it. Like this review from Tate's 8 that says, Who would have thought Thursdays could become the best day of the week? I look forward to every single episode with Sam and Lynn. I love hearing from so many different players, and it makes watching games each week that much more exciting because I'm invested in these players' lives and careers. (sighs) Thank you, Tate. I love that. That got me all riled up. In a good way. In a really good way. Okay, one last thing, Lynn. One last thing is... Oh, you know what we were talking about on the road? Have you ever been to a Broadway show? As a young puppy... I have. <laughs> I was going to say lad. It's like she's not a lad. I'm a lass. A young lass. We should go to a Broadway show. Okay, what do you want to see? The Lion King. Oh, yeah, I would love to do that. I've seen Legally Blonde, and I think The Phantom of the Opera. Oh, okay. I know. Legally Blonde was really fun. I could see that. Do you think uh, they do The Greatest Showman on Broadway? I friggin' hope so. Because you, me, and Patrick could friggin' go. Jay, you're out. Patrick, you're in. All right, let us know your Broadway thoughts, everyone. I guess. Care. Don't forget to subscribe to Snacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snacks is produced by Jay Wolf, Lauren Day, Patrick Showman, Godino, and John Murray. For more great women's sports content, go to justwomensports.com and be sure to follow Just Women Sports on all your favorite channels. I'm Sam Lewis. And I'm Lynn Williams, and you've been listening to Snacks. Snacks.